We were real close that time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I really felt Go close ahead, to sir, you. Go ahead, sir. You had a question. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You felt close to me? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Song's so good. I, I love that you have whammed so much of our audience because, frankly, here's the thing. I know I know people in our audience, and I know that they don't respect uh, George Michael and Wham and the, the great it. song Last Christmas. Um, and, uh, you know, shut up. that's all that, I have to say. It's 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 like the it's my shut I think up. it might be my favorite Christmas song. I it's, it's really uh, good. It's so good. Yeah. So to all those anyway. people who are being haters, I just say, I stop it. Stop, stop it. it. Stop it. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> uh, um, are you, are you in mourning today? It's dark in there. Um, I no. I am. Am I, should I be? Well, your 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 team lost the major league soccer. Uh, uh, don't remind me. Uh, major league soccer. Yes. I just um, feel like I just feel like I got shot in the head. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you, everyone's in a pretty good mood over here. <laughs> God damn it! You know, uh, shout out to his family. It's hard to be mad. I'm not like mad um cuz Columbus was the better team. They just played a better game. I'm just like yeah. I don't know what happened. We just fell apart. It you, was I do want to call you out a little bit. Well, I'm I'm not calling you out. I'm calling you in. But you were doing a little <laughs> bit of pre-coping before the game. And you're like, "Yeah, a lot of your players came from our our club." <laughs> It's true. Two of the top players are are it's from tr- LAFC it, it, within the It's true, past but they're years. wearing they're wearing Columbus jerseys now. So you know <laughs> that's the whole score, league, baby. Our number. It's the, <laughs> the thing is, we're just such a good team at growing our team and getting these uh-huh. people in and selling them high. Like it's it, it, but it does suck to see all of your your people that were here and they're they've gone on to do greater things i don't and i don't like mm-hmm. it it's, it makes me sad <laughs> it's a lot it's a lot how you know what it's a familiar feeling for me living in mm. the town i grew up in you know uh-huh. and uh-huh. seeing people leave and succeed and i just kind of kind of just stay here doing my thing you know <laughs> i know we might be spending too much time talking about this now uh, let's be honest <laughs> well, what about what about you? What about you, Andrew? Uh, how, uh, how are uh, you doing? Uh, uh, I'm having weird brain times, but not in, not in like a um, not in like a depression sort of way. I think more in oh. like a like um, my like life is wrinkling my brain, man. My life is going okay for the first time, maybe this year. <laughs> oh no! So now you're looking for all of the other shoes. Well, that I, I, I like, I like, don't know how to cope with that. <laughs> it's party time. Get your drugs out. <laughs> That's it. You just gotta enjoy the ride just, while it lasts. Just like, Whoa. yeah. <laughs> Another one. Well, you know? so I to toot to toot my own horn here. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the the photos. And this is uh, also an advertisement for my podcast, Sensor Noise, SensorNoise.com. Um, the photos that I, I took uh, on a photo walk back in October um, that we did sort of um, 
in conjunction with Lamography or something like that. They gave us a discount on their film. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and we shot uh, mostly Lamography purple film. And mm-hmm. um, they, they finally put up the article featuring our photos. So some of my photos got featured. You're in an article. Website, you're, you're pub- which is you're published. Yeah, I mean it's yeah, Lomography is a big name in the film photography business, so it's cool, I guess. Um, yeah, that's fun. Yeah, and like I'm just like people seem to think I'm good at photography, and I don't quite understand what's wrong with them. <laughs> Oh yeah, that old thing. You know, uh, my brain is just my it's just like, no, nah, that's ridiculous. Like, how could you even say that? You know, like look at this. Look look at there's some people who are so much better than me. So I don't know. That's like I'm trying to wrap my head around that. Like I guess enough people have been saying it to me that I'm like, am am maybe hmm. Am I? That, I don't yeah, know. that stuff is always difficult because it's like you don't wanna you you really don't want to buy into the hype too much because you know that's that's like that's the well, way like, everyone destroys their potential, you know. So it's but then also yeah. you should like allow yourself to receive some compliments, you know. Like, well, this is the you. thing: is I've always been I I have never known how to receive compliments. Yes. Um, I guess in general, like I I like to me, it's either like you 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 don't receive compliments or you receive compliments and you immediately become like the worst person on earth. Like <laughs> I'm so great. You know, and I don't know. I, I haven't, I can't map out the middle ground there of like, you know, just being like, yeah, you know, take good photos kind of thing. Like, I, I don't yeah, know. I'm, I don't know how I'm to, the, I don't know how to exist in that space. I'm the wrong person to ask for advice on that front. I, 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 know. I, I struggle I, with the same thing. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, like there's just this dual side of me and I don't know what accounts for it, but like, um, I, I, I just don't want to get too big for my britches ever. And I'm, and I really like value being down to earth and like, um, like, like I, I want to be touching the grass at all times. You know what I mean? Like I I don't, I don't want to be like disconnected. And so it's always hard to take compliments and things that don't quite jibe with the right. way you see things. Cause you're like, well, either, listen, either I'm, I'm wrong stay... or these people are wrong, but I have to be nice to them. But like, <laughs> right. It's like, listen, I'm trying to stay grounded and there's no, I guess like, it's like you telling me that I'm good is only going to like pump up my ego in a way that I think is not good. Cause I don't know yeah. how to like have a healthy, you know, because the truth is until, until you're in a place where you can tell yourself that you think you're good and you believe it, then none of that actually matters anyway. Right. Like, yeah, it's, it's which I don't know that I'll ever be able to achieve that, but uh, I I mean, hopefully that's the goal. (laughs) I, I, I've lapsed in therapy too long to to Mm. say that I feel like I could do that now, but you know, um, I think, I think, uh, you, you know, just keep, keep rolling with it. Like you, you got to see it from their perspective. That's what I do is I see it from their perspective of like, that was a very kind thing for them to tell me. I know yeah. for me, sometimes it, it's, I feel like I'm going out on a limb complimenting someone and I don't want to be perceived as, you know, kissing up to them or trying to be manipulative or something. I just really want to be kind to somebody and to have them like shove it back in your face always feels bad. So I, you know. I just try to be very yeah. 
appreciative, even if inside I'm like, Ugh! inside I'm, yeah. I'm sort of like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Basically. Why, why, why did two people like us decide to make a podcast? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> you are watching a master at work. It's just like, <laughs> I needed, you know what? Actually, let's go for a different version right here. This is this is by Matten M A T T N Silver and Dino Warriors. Interesting. Yeah. Once bitten and twice shy. Wow. I keep my distance, but you still can It's about enough of that. Yeah. Um, you've got some follow up here on an important yeah. story for our time. Do do you recall when we talked about organized retail crime? And how yeah, the, like, remember how we were like, this is bullshit, this is some bullshit, my bullshit detector has gone off? Yeah. Uh, a spokesperson for the National Retail Federation said Tuesday the organization had removed the sentence uh, in its report that claimed that, quote, organized retail crime accounted for nearly half of all inventory losses in 2021. After finding that incorrect data was used for its analysis, which I'm sure is the case and not just... You know, a whoopsie doopsie! A whoops, yeah. I think they got what they wanted, uh, you know, but but it's kind of interesting to me that yeah. they, I guess, felt compelled to be like, yeah, we made that up because they could have just been like, I mean, they could have said nothing, you know, like what, what would the consequences have been? Yeah, it's, it's almost like now they want to rub our faces in it that they got well, away right. with it. <laughs> but I also feel like this is kind of an error to be like, you know, like, yeah, uh, whoops, we publish bullshit because it's like, well, now you've damaged your own credibility with. You know, Stop it. The credulous people. But uh, yeah, whatever. but it, they will have no consequences. So they'll just yeah. keep doing it and getting away with it. And then, like, people will point to this very article and this very, you know, moment and say, remember when this happened last time right. and it was all a lie? And then that will make no difference because the the media will just report what it's going to report, you know? Yeah. So, Listen, man, when I'm I like said that I was buying your lunch, today. I actually. <laughs> didn't i wasn't saying that um i've deleted the sentence from 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 my yeah anyway slide to the left slide to the left um, um next we have some news here from fab fit fun which i had to look up um what this was this is apparently like one of those subscription box services do you remember those <laughs> i still see them like because you know i'll watch youtube and YouTube. all the youtubers yeah Bespoke uh, well, posts and things well, like that. Yeah, they'll do, that for boxu. Get your boxu. Uh, a boxu. Everything. Yeah. Whenever they they like do read the ad for that one, it's very much like uh, my life. Like it's, yeah. uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's remarkable to me that these services still exist because basically it's like if you pay us like uh, frankly a ridiculous amount of money, like you know like eighty dollars a month, we'll send you yeah. a box of basically trash. You know. Right. It looks Some like of them were theoretically good, like Stitch Fix, which was like supposed to pick out clothes for you. But the way they did that was by like underpaying stylist people to pick out stuff for you. And then that. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so this is uh, Fab Fit Fun. Um, they uh, decided to post an advertisement on the user X uh, or on the website X, formerly Twitter, um, because uh, I don't know if you heard, but Elon Musk went to 
um, some sort of conference, the deal book conference. And he basically told advertisers (laughs) who were not advertising on Twitter to go fuck themselves. Yeah. And so fab fit fun thought, wouldn't it be fab fit and fun if we sort of, you know, like, uh, played off of this. So it says, uh, this ad says, Happy Holidays, Fabbit Fund is pledging an additional $100,000 of X advertising in support of its free speech ideals. Uh, you know, and so if you uh, basically signed up from this ad, you got a three free $300 gift with your first box for new annual X users with code, go fuck yourself. Um, and would you believe that, that many uh, Fabbit Fund subscribers did not find this endearing <laughs> and consequently canceled their subscriptions um, saving money is, just feels better on x the image says which is i don't know this is uh yeah um you 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 don't have to do you know what i mean no one was making them right they, they were they had this scam where people were paying them to send a box of garbage they're basically mm. offloading their garbage yeah. And they just could have sit tight and enjoyed it, but but no, they had to hire like a fail nephew's PR firm, uh, yeah. who got a bright idea. And uh, I love they to see did, it. Uh, it it appears that this was probably the idea of one of the founders who they they apologized after it and said the ad we created was ham handed and the I think they mean ham fisted. Um, and the profanity and introduced- <laughs> the way they used that was actually ham fisted. Yeah. <laughs> The ad recreated was ham-handed and the profanity it introduced, particularly without the relevant context, is both out of place and out of character for our brand. For all that, we were we apologize. Also calling the ad dumb and a mistake. This is one of the founders. Users then responded by pointing to past posts from this founder's social media accounts in which he recently indicated support for Musk in his visit to Israel. So <laughs> I have on. a feeling he was like, this is a great idea. And his marketing people were like, this is not a good idea. And he's like, do it anyway. And then they did it. And he's like, we had a bad idea. And by we, I mean, not me. Give me a break. So um, for whatever oh. reason, this uh, this uh, the, the modern retail, which this article is from, went and talked to a crisis PR person who said this is an unforced error. And it's like, yes, it is. That's obvious. I didn't. I didn't need. I don't think you needed to talk to a crisis PR person to learn that. But whatever. <laughs> they just like uh, you. You made a boo boo. This was stupid. Yeah. Pay me a million yeah. dollars. I need to get mm-hmm. in on that that business, man. Yeah. Speaking of a good business, have you heard about the uh, a queen's man? Uh, not 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 uh, a royalist in this uh, okay. instance. <laughs> This is a, a what man. of the Queen's men, if you know <laughs> what I mean. This is a man from yeah. the borough of Queens. Mm-hmm. He's made uh, money off more than 3,000 noise complaints. The city council how, hopes to stop him. <laughs> how do you make money off of noise complaints? Well, they basically um, put, it, put in a, a law, like in the 70s, that um ah, if you a great time you, for laws <laughs> yeah if you if you un- anonymously let's see what it's under the law dating back to 1972 citizen complaints can submit evidence of a noise violation to the department of environmental protection and serve as prosecutors in administrative law court if the city doesn't promptly investigate the complaint if the violation is upheld the complainant gets at least 25 percent of the fine once it's paid <laughs> So this guy has just been going so he's, around. He's sort of making commission. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
And like, I don't know if you've ever seen That's, or heard anything about New York, um, but it's a noisy place. Yeah, that's that's kind of one of the main things about it, I would say. So this guy is interesting because he carries around a duct tape uh, covered I'm like little kind of GoPro esque yeah. camera, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like a it looks like a body camera, like a clip on thing. I don't know. It's very I don't know why he covers it in duct, duct tape because he's like holding I don't know it. If I don't know if this is a dude's rock moment because this appears to be like one of the main things this guy does, or if this is a touch grass moment. You know? Yeah, it's I'm 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 stuck between those two hemispheres. Does, does unable to decide. include this guy? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, the the here's here's what I find frustrating is there's a quote here from uh, a Department of Environmental Protection commissioner who says citizen noise enforcement has been a significant problem for many businesses this year. Businesses are receiving multiple violation from citizen enforcers all at once without a warning and racking up thousands of dollars in fines for minor infractions. We do not think this is fair. I would say simply don't violate the noise pollution yeah because laws. if you go back to the beginning of this article um there was a wax museum madame tussauds which deadering no. uh said blasted insane screams outside its entrance for halloween until he intervened there was applebee's which had a loudspeaker out front until deadering said he started filing complaints he said he waged a long battle with the margaritaville resort which finally mm. removed its outdoor speakers playing jimmy buffett tunes um so like uh, this is i feel like this, this is, is good is, stuff to stop <laughs> yeah this is sort of fair right like <laughs> putting frankly putting a speaker out to like annoy passers-by with screaming or uh you know music or whatever <laughs> I mean, something I do not that you want to hear do. the last thing I want is for Applebee's to be <laughs> my DJ. Do you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, what, exactly. what kind of sick, disgusting music are they playing at Applebee's? Right. I don't want to know, you know? So, um, you know, I don't know. Simply, simply don't do, simply don't give people a reason to complain. You know, he spends like, dozens what? of hours each week doing this and I don't think he has a job. They're saying that, um. I'm he's coming filed, around to this being a dude's rock moment. He's filed 3,883 noise complaints since early last year. The minimum fine for the first time offending business was $440. That means if only half of his complaints since last year are upheld, his cut is a minimum of $213,000, uh, basically. <laughs> yeah. So, like, this guy is probably in the six figures. Going around this, this making guy, businesses not be sucky. I don't you're, know. You're gonna see this guy on a like hustle culture podcast. This guy's on his grind, you know? Yeah, to me it's really. like when people complain about guys like this, it's like when they complain about people who make an ADA complaint, you know, and so right, a business yeah. has to shut down and read you know, actually build uh accessible stuff. Mm -hmm. To me, I'm always whenever people complain about stuff like that, I'm like, well, you know, um, they could have just built an accessible place and then that wouldn't be a problem. Like Queens, Queens <laughs> council member James Gennaro is sponsoring a bill that would reduce noise complainants payouts to just five or $10. It would also cap the fines for the backlog to $50 for each business. And he says businesses are being fleeced by profiteers who have no interest whatsoever other than lining their own pockets with ill gotten gains. <laughs> you sir like are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, you just described what the businesses do. This is just 
And he's oh, getting here's a another, cut. Here's another bootlicker. Robert Bookman, a lawyer for the NYC Hospitality Alliance, says the businesses are running on very thin margins. They don't have thousands of extra dollars to pay for nonsense fines. So don't put a speaker out on the sidewalk <laughs> blasting music. It's very simple. That costs zero dollars. Yeah, it costs zero dollars to not do this shit. Yeah. So they can I'm with, avoid I'm with this the fine guy. and the cost. This is a, yeah. this is a certified dude's rock moment. Yeah. The more I look into it, this guy rocks. Yeah. Yeah. He's not. I, I, I don't think given the examples provided, he's not doing this frivolously. He's doing this because this is annoying as shit and cut it out. <laughs> and you know what? I you know, so many of us go through our life looking at everything and being like, this sucks. I hate this. This is bad. This is shit. And we don't do anything about it. This guy's actually doing something about it. So, yeah. Props you know to what? Him. Props to him. Um, this week's, uh, next we've got the gas station comestibles corner. Um, this week we're not having one because my tummy hot. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So I just wanted to let We got to take know. a break sometime, you know, sometimes, sometimes so. your tummy hot. Sometimes there are no comestibles worth consuming at the gas station, you know? Yeah. Sometimes, you know, it, I, sometimes currently like I just need people to know that, that I am the gas station. Okay. Right. So <laughs> <laughs> that's not funny. <laughs> uh um, let's move on to for sure man we have for sure man i want to give a content warning before we begin that this is a <laughs> noah smith heavy for sure man segment he was um, on one man so you know skip ahead if you don't i mean wish it, to <laughs> we're gonna start off with a real banger because it is noah smith quote tweeting will stancil Oh, two two great minds. <laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> two of the so, brightest intellectual stars in the like left center, you know, whatever, I don't know. This is very funny cuz it's like it's very much a wow, these guys live in imaginary land. They live in some make-believe land that doesn't exist. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh Will Stansel said Watching segments of the left just implode in fury as the online consensus starts to flip on the economy is pretty enjoyable, not going to lie. You guys could have avoided this if any of you bothered to think for yourselves. So That's just... <laughs> that's not happening, <laughs> Where, first of are all. Are the segments of the left in the room with us, Will? <laughs> yeah, I, I, this is not what I've seen happen at all. This is very much like... Just I was I think a success. I did I, it. Okay. What I often see happening is that Will Stansel puts out a tweet that says the numbers say the economy is good. And someone says, I don't personally feel the economy is good because, for example, I or someone I know got laid off and has been unable to find a job. And Will says, well, but the numbers say the economy is good. So you're wrong. Basically, you know, I'm right. simplifying it a bit, you know. Like yeah. a sort of facts don't care about your feelings sort of thing. But then they are one. But then will will wonder in a later tweet like you know if the numbers say everything is is good why uh, why does polling seem to indicate that americans think the economy is bad because the numbers suggest it isn't bad you know and yeah it's like, so they must be wrong um yeah. and stupid and we don't have to care about what they think and i think i feel like i've i've mentioned this before but you know it's difficult to measure a vibe you know yeah. Even though that is sort of the whole point of polling, but this is a, well, you know. Well, and also like what what it does is it tells you like these people are like fundamentally anti-democratic. They don't believe in democracy. They don't believe in the, oh, the yes. core I idea that the majority of people are going to sort of find their way to, you know, a, a decent consensus. They, they think everyone's stupid and I need to tell them 
the right thing so they can do the right thing. I think the main thing that connects Noah Smith and Will Stance is that they are basically technocrats. Yeah. 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 Right. So then Will, so then Noah is, you know, quote to you. And I want to be clear. I'm I'm okay with technocracy as long as we get the cyber sin operations room from 1970s Chile and I'm allowed to to work in there. Uh, those are my conditions, Mr. Bond. Anyway, continue. Uh, so so then Noah Smith quote tweeted this saying, "It's kind of amazing watching Will take a victory lap after single-handedly defeating the entire online left in a protracted social media argument. To be fair, Will did have a ton of real economic trends on his side." I want you to imagine like this is a TV show that you're watching and they're saying this, but there's just big flashing text on the screen that says none of this happened. <laughs> it's it's uh it's extremely oh, like I reject your reality and substitute my own. It basically is what they're doing. They're just like, yeah. And then, and then Noah Smith goes on to say the online left's whole thesis is that you can speak facts into reality with just a few thousand loud, relentless Twitter assholes. It keeps not working. I don't um, No, that's your theory. Referring, <laughs> they keep referring to the online left as though there is some sort of organized thing, you know, that, which is just ridiculous. That's not how this works. I mean, it's just whoever's agree. arguing with them online, you know what I right. mean? They, yeah. So they can categorize them as that. But it's just, I mean, this is baloney. Nobody, nobody who I know in real life has suddenly had uh, a a change of heart about the economy and no things are actually great. Yeah. Everyone fundamentally agrees that it's shit mm-hmm. and things suck and are bad. So but if they say it's good enough, maybe you'll begin to believe it. Mm-hmm. I I just mm-hmm. really don't think so. Mm-hmm. The power of positive thinking and affirmations, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> In some respects, it's more important than the actual this, economic this conditions. Gets back, this gets back to what we were talking about at the beginning of the sh- the show, right? Like, we don't want to become these deluded people, like, and that's that's what the if fear we, of becoming this is what keeps us from allowing ourselves to receive compliments and praise because we're like, ah, I don't know what happens. I've seen yeah. the signs. I've seen what happens with people who get too big for their bridges, and I don't want to do that. Aaron, Aaron, what if we simply manufactured consent? Have you thought about that? Well, hmm. An, yeah. A new artificial consent. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> the game Noah Smith uh, has got a um, a great tweet here. He's quote tweeted uh, Jeet here, who has um, posted an image of the um, Palestinian men who were being rounded up by the IDF and like stripped and and handcuffed and made to kneel on the ground or whatever. And and Jeet said, you know, the majority of the American ruling class supports this. And Noah begins, this is a great start. There are definitely horrible things happening in Gaza, kids being bombed, etc. But these people don't care. <laughs> they just throw up a picture of some regular old POWs and call it an atrocity. Um, this is not typically how a POW would get treated. Um, yeah, these images, this is not normal. I, what the fuck? Here's the thing. I'm an amateur scholar. I would describe myself of the, the Yugoslav wars, the Balkan yeah. conflict. Um, these images were very reminiscent to me of video footage of the massacres, uh, at, at Srebrenica, um, cause they basically did the same thing. I mean, I, um, everyone I saw online was posting this picture next to 
pictures from Nazi Germany where oh, they right. did similar things. Like, uh-huh. it, you know, it's that the, the George Lucas sound effect popping into my head. You mm-hmm. know, it rhymes. <laughs> History yeah. doesn't repeat it rhymes. And it's rhyming hard, man. Yeah. History's dropping some bars on us. Uh, um, hoping that we figure this out. Next, we have here this tweet from uh, Noah Smith yet again. Human genetic engineering is going to have this weird 20-year period where a bunch of low-info people engineer their sons to have 11-inch longs, only to discover that this has major, major downsides. <laughs> so I guess he wants you to know that he's got an 11-inch long. Come on. <laughs> it will never happen. <laughs> <laughs> Just like... Come on, my my guy. Nobody believes this. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't think so. <laughs> Stop the the. I I just people. Man, no, 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 no. no <laughs> that one no, just made my brain e, like. E, oh. e, 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 e. <laughs> yeah. Um. Um. Next, we've got. Uh, this is a great account that I I was made ooh. aware of <clears throat> at Flat Earth Zone. Um. And this account, I would say, is approximately one quarter flat earth advocacy, and then the rest is just like um, weird Christian propaganda, weirdly, you know, because it's like, yeah. Um, So this is uh, today's challenge for globe earth believers. Pick one, just one. Number one, show the curve. Uh, Number two, show a real picture of earth from space. Number three, prove evolution. Number four, prove gravity. Number five, prove we're spinning on an axis. Number six, prove we're orbiting the sun. Number seven, prove that we're hurtling through space. Number eight, prove the Big Bang. Number nine, prove the universe is expanding. Number 10, prove the distance to the sun. Number 11, prove the distance to the moon. Number 12, prove we landed on the moon. Number 13, show a real picture of a satellite in space. Number 14, prove space travel is real in a vacuum. You can't use NASA or government propaganda. So basically, uh, prove all these things for me, uh, but don't use any evidence that I, uh, you know, am unwilling to accept. <laughs> I don't know. Like the good thing, like, the good thing I find about this is that uh, I don't know. Flat Earth obviously has gotten a bit more popular, but it's still very much a laughing stock, even on Twitter slash X. So. Because Although it's the perfect person... like conspiracy theory because it's there's no way to prove it because they have determined that any way that you would use to prove this stuff is is um a lie and cannot be trusted. So it's like you're just anti science. You're saying you don't believe in science. So I mean Right. There's not there's no argument that can be had here. You're just stupid. Like, I don't know what to say. <laughs> there's another great one here. It's an image of the ISS. Um and it says 17,500 miles per hour, but a crystal clear picture. It's like, <laughs> I've never heard of frames of reference. <laughs> uh, stuff, stuff like that. Just like, you know, I, I had a real interesting wake up call when I went to my first astronomy class in community college. So I went to community college, you know, I was like kind of a high school failure went to community college. Um, and I, I, you know, when you're there, you're going with people who live around you. And, you know, a lot of these people are also kind of, you know, not Mm -hmm. quite, quite, they're a little bit behind on the curve. If you'd say, and like, 
I was amazed when I'd sit down in these classes at how like basic, like third grade level science, these people like didn't know about or didn't believe in. Mm-hmm. And they would like argue with this teacher who's like trying to be like, we're trying to talk about like astrophysics and you're stuck on like very basic, like basic laws. Like, I don't know. I can't teach you this stuff if you don't. It was, it was amazing. I like, yeah, that was a real wake up call to me about just like how stupid people are, like how mm. really uninformed a lot of people are. Um, let, let, let me tell you this. If they can make a person believe that water can stick to a spitting ball, they can make them believe anything. <laughs> Mic drop. Yeah. Oh my God. Anyway. Um, well, what about this Christian nightclub? That'll probably be fun. Oh yeah. We love this. Um, let me, let me pull this up here. Let's see. Uh, my husband to create the very first Christian nightclub here in LA right now. Christians have nowhere to have fun. Like, Nah. We're not going to normal clubs. We're not going to bars. No, we we ain't. ain't going to parties. No, we ain't. So Christians need a space to turn up in a wholesome environment that yes, allows us to just re- united for Jesus. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is the start of a humongous movement. Okay. Yes, there is. will be Christian spaces and on every corner representing fun that we can have without weed, drinks, mm. and other worldly stuff. Mm. So right now, this one is coming to LA. Please like and share this post so people from LA can see this and we can turn up. Okay. We- <laughs> What is this not just youth group? Isn't that the point of youth group? <laughs> I think it's like dancing. youth group for people who've aged out of youth group and they're right. like, well, wait, what the hell? I don't have anything to do. I like it that they basically post their own else by saying like, listen, we're not going to parties. It's like, well, you could, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like nobody's inviting us anywhere. Nobody wants to be around. In- instead, us. we've created we don't a have Christian nightclub where you can go there, stone cold sober, drinking chocolate milk, and listening to I don't know, casting crowns or whatever, <laughs> while bright flashing lights sort of hurt your eyes. I don't Listen, know. I'm trying to imagine someone, what that would be like. As someone who has been to far more. Um, Mormon young single adult um, New Year's <laughs> Eve parties than he would like to. Wholesome who places to meet consum- up. Consumed far more Shirley Temples than any human should. I'm just going to tell you, yeah. it's it's very bad. That, that number is two, by the way. Like, you're allowed two <laughs> lifetime max. I've had way more than that, Andrew. And I just keep them coming. Did help dull the pain of being in this too bright David going, Busters listening to up- edited music. With people going up I to hate. the Christian sober bar and opening a tab and, and ordering, <laughs> you know, all of one Shirley Temple, another in half an hour, another in half an hour, and you know, mix it up, throwing a Roy Rogers there every once in a yeah. while. <laughs> can, can you make yeah. a Mexican mudslide but without the alcohol? That's just a milkshake, sir. Well, okay, shake. right, sh- sure. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because, like, from the way those people are speaking, you know that, like. That's baloney. Like they, they, they're like, we're not onto that worldly stuff. I can tell from the way you're talking, like what kind of music you listen to. And it is not a, it's not gospel music. Okay. Like, no, I can tell what your culture is. It is not Christian. Mm. You're just lame. It's all it's like, sorry, not to use that term. You're just really, uh, really annoying. People don't like you. So yeah, sorry. <laughs> next, next we have a, a TikTok that I'm not going to play cause it's too long, but basically it's this guy 
um, who's like, oh, single guys, you want to know what being married is like? You know, my mom makes these pumpkin or my rather my wife makes these pumpkin cookies. She sent me to the store with a list of ingredients. I noticed that pumpkin wasn't on there. I tried to call her twice, but she didn't answer. So I bought everything except the pumpkin and came home. And she was like, where's the pumpkin? And I was like, you didn't answer your phone. Now it's your responsibility to get it. And he thinks that this is like, he's, you know, this is like, aren't women silly kind of thing. And it's like, you had all the clues, you know, (laughs) this is just like being a like you're, 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 you're expected to be a normal human being who can like solve problems throughout their daily life. Like, right. Like the, the correct, like compassionate you know if that's frankly too big of a word to use for this but like you go like oh uh pumpkin's not on this well i'll just get some you know like i call call her to see like do we have pumpkin already maybe we don't need it that's why she didn't put it on there but she didn't answer so it's like the correct response is to just buy some because you know if you don't have any now you do if you do have some like it's still fine there's you know? so many guys like this who rely on women to discreetly tell them every possible thing that they need to do. And if they don't, they're like, well, ha 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 gotcha. Yeah. And it's, and it's like, wh- why anyway, do you live like, like this? <laughs> he's like, this is marriage. Now my wife's mad at me. It's like, yeah. Cause you're yeah, stupid. You're a dick. <laughs> you're a complete moron. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she should be you, mad at you. You had all the pieces of the puzzle to know what to do, and you were like, you know what? I'm not going to solve this. This isn't for me to solve. Yeah, if you're annoyed with her, just send her my way, okay? Just, yeah, it, just tell her to hit me up. Uh, <laughs> I want to be clear. I, could, I, I am available. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, there is an alternative. Just no. Just so you know. <laughs> you know what also is available? Space in Tulsi Gabbard's head, because there's not a brain there. Um, <laughs> She's just like, every time I... she like It's like a... She's like a submarine that every time she comes up for air, it's like, it's like looks weirder and weirder. Like every time I encounter her lately, it'll be like every six months. I'm like, whoa, what, what happened yeah. to her? Mm-hmm. Um, so on the occasion of the 82nd anniversary of Pearl Harbor, she said, as we remember J- Japan's aggression in the Pacific, we need to ask ourselves this question. Is the remilitarization of Japan, which is presently underway, truly a good idea? We need to be careful that short-sighted self-serving leaders do not end up bringing us again face-to-face with a remilitarized Japan, which is, yeah, that's definitely one of the top concerns, I would say, for our foreign policy, is that Japan might, you know, by the way, Japan is substantially remilitarized already, but like, oh, oh no, they might get another (sighs) ship. Also, um, like failing to realize who, in whose interest is this, Tulsi, it is. Yeah. Why? Why are they doing this? Hmm, let's think about it. Who? Who's probably giving them the go-ahead to do this? Hmm, could it be could that it they are remilitarizing be because we are saying you need to remilitarize over and yeah. over again? Because we're keying up for you know conflict with China, like. But but Tulsi's all, always had her finger on the pulse, as it were. <laughs> you know? so. Oh man, good old Tulsi. <laughs> One of the top concerns for today is it is it the war in Gaza? No. Is it the war in Ukraine? No. Is no. it the state of the economy? No. No, folks. <laughs> let me tell you, the, the top kitchen table issue this December for your your Christmas dinner is, is the Japanese remilitarizing menace. Japan. <laughs> Will they do Pearl Harbor to us again? <laughs> Oh, man. Incredible. Anyway, 
Well, um, speaking of uh, of interesting people, uh, yeah. Nikki Nikki Haley, what's uh, what's she up to? Yeah, let me just play this clip for you. From uh, apparently there's we Republican really do debates need happening. to ban TikTok. We yeah, I couldn't. You couldn't pay me to watch Republican debate. People talk about. Oh, did you see the debates last night? First of all, nobody like, says no, that. No. Um, only people online. I've never heard a person in real life. And Suddenly, I mean, these, like these ma- things are so country, pointless. Like, these debates have become so pointless. Everyone knows they're pointless because they don't matter. That like this is on like the CW or like Newsmax <laughs> or something. You know, it's not even on like proper television. Um. But yeah, and Nikki Haley has apparently done some research here. We really do need to ban TikTok once and for all. And let me tell you why. For every 30 minutes that someone watches TikTok every day, they become 17% more anti-Semitic, more pro-Hamas based on doing that. We- what do you think about that? How do you think they I must be that? like 5,000% anti-Semitic I know, and pro-Hamas. Yeah. <laughs> Because I've been watching a lot of that TikTok. How do you, how do you measure anti-Semitism or pro-Hamas-ness in such a way that you can then assign a percentage based on minutes of TikTok viewed? Yeah, I don't know. The, I mean, like, I don't know. This is this is plainly BS, but I'm sort of amused as to where this claim I, even. I mean, came the thing from. I've learned from TikTok is that everyone who's cool on there is um is like pro-Palestinian. So. Mm. Maybe that's why they're mad. <laughs> yeah. No, that is why they're mad. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> they have to come up with an explanation for it that's not just like, you know, that they're wrong about something. So it's like, <laughs> oh, you're being it's, like TikTok is a. So many uh, things in this episode just come down to the Simpsons know the kids are wrong, like the children are wrong, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. meme. That's that's exactly what it is. It's everybody going, refusing to accept reality and going, no, 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 no. Everyone else must be wrong. Me and my rich uh, asshole friends that everyone hates must be right. Yes, yes, yes. Right. Speaking of um, which. Next, we have a take <laughs> on the uh, the time person of the year. The time person of the year this year is Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. Um. I've already come out and said that, like, I don't need to hear more about Taylor Swift. I don't know. This yeah, is like I just fine. Don't really care. People ascribe too much importance to the person of the year thing. The thing about I think Taylor Swift is she's like a rich white lady, so I don't really care. Well, and the time person of the year has been kind of a joke since at yeah, least two thousand six. I don't, I don't care about you. time person of the year as much as I don't care about hearing about Taylor Swift. Like none of these things yeah. are important to me. No. But people have decided to discourse anyway. This is from Sarah Rouse. says, The white American woman billionaire who could end the genocide of Palestinians with one Instagram <laughs> post is oh, okay. time person of the year. Um, and like, I, I really don't think she could do that. <laughs> yeah. I, I think there are lots of things that Taylor Swift could do, but that's probably not one of them. You know, I, I guarantee if Taylor Swift is making an like, IG story that's like, babes, please stop. Yeah, she would just lose a bunch of fans. (laughs) That's all that would happen. I do like it when people uh, ascribe this level of power to, like, pop cultural figures, you know? It's like, again, it's It's, like, that's that's the sort of reality that these folks live in, you know? Just this very mystical, I mean, we are in a new dark age, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. This stuff is just magical thinking. Yeah. Either either way, people who ascribe, you know, all these like amazing things to Taylor Swift, she, it, it, you're overdoing it. 
just mm-hmm. the same way as people saying she has the power to stop the war in Palestine. That's she mm-hmm. does not mm-hmm. <laughs> like she's just some rich white lady singer. That's it. Mm-hmm. Maybe she has some good songs. People like her. That's it. That's all there is to it. <sighs> I just got word that we lost uh, all of our listeners. So, yeah, well, we lost half of them at the beginning with the wham thing, but now we've lost the other half. So. You know what? Speaking of which, it's been a long while. Um, you know, we what? need a refreshing hit. <laughs> oh, I don't know about this one. This sounds like a Lazarus ad. Just, just because I do have to recognize this holiday season, Macy's up to 50% off holiday favorites. So I do like some Taylor Swift. Okay. Like this. <laughs> hmm. I I prefer the original. Remember when Taylor had twang? Remember that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do. Everyone else seems to have forgotten, but uh, yeah, yeah, everyone forgot it. But I remember. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I I'm I'm still here. Yeah. I will not. Make that happen. I don't know. I accidentally Folks. pressed that one. <laughs> I don't know. I've got, I'm trying to check how much time we have. Cause we keep, okay. Uh, we're going to cover it. We'll, we'll, we'll go quick on this one. Right. I want to talk about it because I did all this reading and now you have to hear about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so this article I'm, got published. Aaron, I'm stunned to learn that you did work for the podcast. I thought we <laughs> talked about this. <laughs> I know every time I'm just playing myself. Is it, is it because of woke? <laughs> Um, I, I just read an article on unheard.com for some reason. Okay. Um, then that was your first problem. <laughs> that was my um. first mistake, but it's, it's very fascinating because it's this type of guy who I've seen a lot out here where I live in California. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to learn more, like there's an industry of guys in California saying, I'm moving to Idaho. Screw this place. I'm getting mm. out of California. I'm moving to Idaho, but I'm going to get my land and my tractor and I'm going to be happy. And I'm like, okay, go for it. Right. Enjoy. So happy for enjoy you. that. Find your bliss. So this Idaho, is about land of milk and honey. No, no, wait, this is not about something things. called the, the great American red out. Um, Re- yeah. Read out, read out. I think red out. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's, spe- it's spelled red and then O U B T. Read out. Yeah. Read mm-hmm. out. Northern Idaho, so the article says, Northern Idaho has long been home to those sneaking to escape the looming collapse of America. It is here on rugged fringes stocked by mountain lions, bears, and wolves that the American Red Out was born. The Red Out is both a prophecy and a movement, a preemptive response to the anarchy on the horizon, economic meltdown, nuclear war, the lawlessness that will follow the total defunding of the police, all its followers warn, could bring an end to American civilization. And so they have started to prepare, first by relocating to easily defensible ranches in the wilderness, and second, by stocking up on food, firearms, and fuel. While their country teeters on the brink of bedlam, they are building a fortress. Um, here's my question. Are these ranches easily defensible? Cause I feel like a couple of, uh, like fuel air explosives could take them out. Yeah. You know? I, Just drop a daisy cutter on them. They're accessible if you're not fighting the U S military. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which, uh, they, they have everyone's easily reason defensible. to believe they never will. Right. <laughs> what I think well, is funny is the thing that they're complaining about is society is collapsing. 
so let's flee society. <laughs> like, right. The answer isn't like, oh, let's help. Let's like keep society from collapsing. It's like, it's the no, we really weren't about this society thing in the first place. Let's get out of yeah. here. Mm-hmm. Um, this is this is like a, a sort of 21st century militant form of uh, like, um, you know, becoming Amish almost. You know? <laughs> yeah, well, they have they have their leader. So um, from the article, if the red out has a messiah, it's James Wesley, comma, Rawls. The comma is an effect, an affectation. So like this guy's name is James Wesley, comma, Rawls. That's what you have to call him. Okay. <laughs> a former right. U.S. Now, now let me let me know if your spidey sense goes off uh, mm. about anything about this guy's biography. Okay. Mm-hmm. A former U.S. Army intelligence officer, oh. Rawls, mm. <laughs> Rawls has spent decades preaching about America's imminent implosion to thousands of Christian conservatives and the importance of them retiring, retreating to the mountains. Hmm. They first flocked to him in 1998 after his book, Patriots, both the survivalist manifesto and a novel about the country's descent into disorder became a surprise bestseller. The Daily Beast called it the most dangerous novel in America. Others okay. claimed it could one day by one day mean the difference between life and death. Such hyperbole okay. only widened his appeal. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> So this guy is some intelligent guy, intelligence guy. Listen, who... let me tell you about this dangerous book. It's called Captain Underpants. Um... <laughs> yeah, it could one day mean the difference between life and death. Okay. <laughs> Tra-la-la. Um, that's our rally. Yeah, I mean, cry. this guy, this so much of this stuff that's going on is like, oh, it's just imperialism turning itself turning on itself like you know it's everything we've gone fucked around in in the periphery of the outside world and done all this terrible stuff and then all these people that participated in these things they didn't just like disappear they don't just like retire they like come home and they start do using these tools on americans you know am am i correct here in assuming that uh you know american readout is a self-given appellation for this this yeah movement yeah, that's that's amusing because uh, redoubt has a particular meaning. I think a lot of people just think that it means like a fort, but it it specifically means like a temporary fort that's like not that's like hastily constructed. And right. Doesn't necessarily have good defenses. Right. It's like your last which ditch I feel like is kind of a thing. Yeah. Which like. You know. There's some nominative determinism at play here, perhaps. <laughs> so, so Rawls does a blog um, that has 320,000 weekly readers. Of course. Um, yeah. And it's a peculiar assortment of survivalist tips and Christian precepts. Recent posts include the benefits of stun guns, the southern border crisis, and a recipe for potato soup. Um, right. me, so, you know, he's now just here's out my here. question Is the yeah. recipe for the potato soup at the end of a very long article about the southern border crisis? That's I like, mean, <laughs> with most recipes, they could be that way too, and I just don't know. Like, that's true. They start I'm not reading, reading all about that. their story behind the recipe. I'm not reading that. Get, skip to I the recipe. I first conceived of this recipe. Uh, <laughs> I was. I, I had recently <laughs> put. I had recently put down my the the book Atlas Shrugged for my 400th reading, and Upon I got to returning thinking, to a totally legal trip. Uh, for research chemicals in Tijuana. <laughs> I was I was wistfully thumbing through my photo albums of me, my wife, and Pinochet. 
Mm. When, <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's it's here's very, a photo yeah. of me in the Cybersyn control room. So let's 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 hear about these people joining the readout. Okay. Okay. Brian, a devoted Christian, describes himself as a redoubter before the readout even started. <laughs> Having okay. escaped California with his family in 1993, I love escaped. Right. I was here in 1993. Escape no from escaped California. From. <laughs> <laughs> um, except for maybe smog if you're living in LA. Well, this uh, is the people don't want to people don't want to talk about this, but Newsom's Gestapo stops people at the border. <laughs> so he's a God fearing man whose whole life is centered on his ranch and family. I've been married to the same woman for 40 years. He says without me asking. I love guys like that. <laughs> By I, the way, just, I just won't be clear. <laughs> like, oh, okay, is he, good for is you. he bragging about that, or is that meant to provoke sympathy? Yeah, Unclear. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Oof, sorry, man. Oof, buddy. <laughs> His journey to Idaho started in the high desert above Los Angeles. Now, as oh, I'm hello. reading it, my 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 eyebrows went up so high. Yeah, like, oh. cinema sense ding. <laughs> 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 quote i used to have to drive across the san andreas fault line every day he says describing his commute to work if another earthquake happened as one did the following year i could have been cut off from my family completely um i don't i don't think that's necessarily the case that, i think we have ways of traveling above the ground these days <laughs> yeah it that's like never happened like yeah. he's talking about the cajon pass and it does go through like the cajon pass and then like if you're going up through the antelope valley that right. does cross over the san andreas fault but um uh -huh. well here's the thing there, that, any earthquake has never destroyed those off. highways <laughs> california's gonna break off and sink into the ocean so here's yeah. the here's the part that i that that really that really got they literally me. think a giant crevasse is going to emerge like in a disaster movie that's gonna be like you know like uh like a mile wide or something you know it's funny because his answer was from like man what if an earthquake happens and i'm cut off from my family between la and the high desert which mm. is you know you could just walk you, if you really yeah. needed to, you could just walk and you would be okay. No, I don't know. I don't like, know. The only way I know how to get around is by driving my big truck. <laughs> but like, so the answer to that is to move to the middle of nowhere in Idaho, which is that's correct. Yes, definitely less disaster prone for sure. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? There's blizzards. There's bears. There's earthquakes there too. You're closer to the Yosemite super volcano. Like, what are you talking yeah. about? Um, yeah. So, but this this part really just raised my hackles. When the Rodney King riots erupted, Brian was caught in the city and surrounded by a gang of looters who only back off after pull he pulled out his gun. He put his house for sale and waited for a sign from God. It came six days later when someone brought it straight away. So, first of all, this did not happen. I need the hmm. listeners to understand that every conservative guy who was working, as we call it, down the hill in the 90s yeah. has a story about being held up by a, a rav ravenous vicious gang of blacks mm -hmm. and uh, during the rodney king riots and i i barely made it home by the skin of my teeth and it's right. all bullshit it did not happen <laughs> it just yeah. did not happen it's just such a made-up fantasy story that they all tell themselves so um <laughs> yeah this didn't happen this ain't nothing to me man i was at the rodney <laughs> king riots <laughs> he saw like he saw them on tv got scared and got and ran home yeah um and he right. didn't like the idea that black people 
were sticking up for themselves and and thought that was very dangerous. And he wanted to leave to a place, the least black place in the country. So he went mm. to Idaho. That's what happened. That's the yeah. real story. Um, anyhow, the, and what this from the article and what of the red outs, uh, political and religious criteria, the flags and signs I saw on rural ranch paths, fuck Biden, Trump 2024, fuck your feelings, suggest it has little more than a sanctuary for disillusioned Christian nationalists or a case of Donald Trump voters building a new state. Lily fiercely corrects me. This is like a realtor that they were talking about, I think. Mm. Uh, or maybe that's his, the guy's wife. I can't remember at this point. Yeah. Some person. <laughs> While she voted for him in 2020, <laughs> Donald Trump or Trump is now part of the whole system. Then, then there was the vaccine. He used to be against them, but now he's not. He lied. But many redoubters uh, clearly are embittered Trump supporters. 20 miles up the road, a giant sign, quote, welcome to Trump County. Uh watches over the highway while radio free red out dedicates its show on Tuesday to praising America's quote unquote, true commander in chief. And then there are those such as Matt Shea who called for people to prepare for quote unquote, total war after the 2022 election was stolen. So this is truly, this is truly like the, the 21st century Amish cause they're already having schisms and dividing <laughs> yeah. up into different sects. You know, some that believe that Trump, uh, you know, is not part of the system and some who believes that he is part of the system. So and I it's funny this. because it's also in the article, they talked to a realtor who's like one of the people who made a bunch of money selling property to these mm. Californians moving out here. And he was one of the original people who moved out there, but then he's selling it to people who think that he's making fun of the people. He's like, yeah, these guys are wacky. You know, they believe in a giant tsunami or some sort of aliens or something. <laughs> what a bunch of goofballs. So like, yeah, you're still <laughs> in Idaho though, dude. Yeah. But like, they're all in on it. Like they're all just trying to make money off of each other. That's going to yeah. become like Utah where the entire economy is just pyramid mm. schemes, you know, being sold to other pyramid schemes. I think they I should consider point. renaming it from the American readout to Galt's Gulch, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, let's do yeah. it. Mm -hmm. Um, well, let's have a palate cleanser. Let's do our weird Wikipedia. I, I moved away from California because I thought that they had too many government services. Anyway, uh, weird Wikipedia. I, 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 this is what I know about. This is Mike, the headless chicken. Yeah. Oh, you, you know about, I know, Mike of, the I know of chicken. Mike, the headless chicken. This is a chicken who's, uh, you know, was, uh, going to be slaughtered for dinner. Um, and, uh, the guy kind of missed with the ax a little bit, um, and left the brainstem intact and, mm. uh, the chicken, you know. Lived 18 months after his head was cut off. Yeah, and became a sort of <laughs> a sort of circus sideshow type thing. Um, yeah, and uh, in fruita fru fruta is that the name of fruta fruita Colorado fru fruta Colorado yeah fruta Colorado. Mm -hmm. Um, United States has an annual Mike the Headless Chicken Day in May. Held it every day in May. Fascinating. Uh, yeah. What's I, curious to me, so they fed it a mixture of milk and water via an eyedropper and gave it small grains of corn and worms. That's it's that's, crazy. Hmm. He he would like preen, peck for food, crow. Yeah. Oh, oh, this is just like so disturbing. Like, yeah, this is a very um Frankensteinian kind of thing. Like, it's they made this monstrosity because they couldn't um kill the chicken correctly. 
At the height of its popularity, the chicken's owner earned more than $59,000 per month, 2022 equivalent. That's nuts. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, you got uh, paid. Uh, yeah. This is that hustle grind set. That's true. We, yes. we, we stand an entrepreneur. Um, Mike for doing a bad job of slaughtering a chicken. You know? So you want to hear what happens at the annual Mike the Headless Chicken Day? Uh, it's it's sure. the third weekend of May, you know, so put that on your okay. calendars. All right. Um, events held include the 5K Run Like a Headless Chicken Race, an egg I toss, like, okay. pin, right. pin the head on the chicken, the chicken is- cluck off, <laughs> and the chicken bingo in which chicken droppings on a number grid choose the number. Okay, that one is cool. The rest <laughs> of those, I feel, are taking the piss a little bit, you know? Like, run like a headless chicken race. Like, listen, that wasn't his fault, you know? <laughs> this is making fun like, of this on. poor chicken. <laughs> I do I do like the idea of chicken bingo where the numbers are, are determined by chicken drops. I feel like that's also a way to generate good random numbers for like security. <laughs> yeah. That's that's actually how we're gonna generate our passwords now at my job. Yeah. Do it it does take a little method. while, but it's worthwhile, you know. You we got plenty randomness. of chickens where I where I work, so <laughs> pin the head on the chicken. That's just that's just rude, you know? It's like just come on. Extra mean. Yeah. <laughs> That's very much what I when I heard that one, I Come was on, like, man. <laughs> yeah. truly. Um, right, you've, you've you've brought an article of the kind that I would read, so I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, about that's this. why I brought it. So this is the worst tech of 2023, an anti-gift guide uh-huh. by Brian Merchant at the Los Angeles Times. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot that he talks about on here. Um, let's just go through the list. Okay. Um, and I want to I want to hear your thoughts on each of these technologies. So the first no. things. So he's got different, um, also different columnists who have submitted things. So this one was submitted by Edward Anguiso Jr., who's a friend of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, the Amazon Ring doorbells. Yeah, I mean, Ring has been like giving, uh, police access to its doorbell stuff for years, and apparently has never stopped doing that, despite this becoming broadly you know known um yeah yeah and i just sort of really hate the um what would the term i would be here like this this suspicious culture like a culture where everyone is suspicious of everyone and videoing everything and reading into every little thing like if you go on to nextdoor.com or facebook.com and read the post it's like i saw a suspicious person like you know, it's it's just like people. It's driving people crazy. I I, I when I first heard about video doorbells, I was like, that's kind of interesting. But like as time goes on, more and more, I've become a real luddite about it. Like I don't think I want any part of I, that. I I have one, and it's actually not even that useful because it can't even see properly like packages that are sat down because like yeah. the field review isn't that good and then i know like it just kind of squigs people out i notice too and i mean like i get squigged out by video doorbells so i'm like i don't know i don't really need this packages don't really get stolen in my neighborhood no. I have i've learned. never I, um, i've like never like had a the, package stolen except for one time and yeah. The only time it's come in handy is like when they've put it someplace weird, like tried to hide it behind something or if it like fell off the stoop behind a bush or whatever. And I could go look at the video and be like, oh, it got blown by the wind <laughs> behind the bush. But like yeah. it's not doing anything other than that. I don't know. Like you, you would know? have found out when you just went looking around. You know right. what I mean? Like, and like I don't really answer the door 
Yeah, like, that's the thing. Anyway. Like the doorbell <laughs> assumes that I'm going to answer the door. I don't. I'm not going to answer the door. Like I don't want to talk to anybody. If I wanted to talk to people, I would know they're coming. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Like <laughs> so, I've actually thought about like trashing mine because I just don't. I don't know. It's it, yeah. it, 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 this thing. Like they don't even work very well. You know, like mine isn't even like prompt on notifying me when it detects someone at the at the front door. You know, like it catches them walking away. Kind of. Yeah. Thing. It's like, like what, that's what, not what even what useful. Is... Like if they were up to something bad like that's basically be, what i hear everyone's experience with them is and yet they continue to use them I, they're cheap pieces of junk yeah i don't know yeah. i don't know bizarre. second anyway, is uber two. which was submitted by vina dubal professor of law at uc irvine and expert in gig work law yeah Not no, because of the technology Uber's, but the business model yeah uber yeah. is uh yeah well best i can yeah. tell right now is uber is just basically providing worse taxi uh-huh. where we could have yeah. just had good taxi well here's the thing now is we not just even, had worse it, taxi sort of the the thing with uber in the beginning was that it was generally cheaper than a taxi but it's not really even that much cheaper anymore because of you know a number of factors so like what's the point it's just <clears throat> at this point it's just like slightly convenient to have an app i guess than to to hail a taxi but i think quite a lot of taxi services now have apps of their own i don't know yeah, I, 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 I will say, and this is not, I mean, this is because I don't go anywhere, but I've never used an Uber and I want to continue that streak for as long as possible. Yeah. It just doesn't, doesn't seem like someone want to be part of. I've had to use an Uber before and it is yeah. just a little weird to like get into some rando's car. I don't know. I don't I like always it. feel so strange about that. Um, and I could say, you know, from previous work experience that Uber is currently working on figuring out how to automate their stuff and get rid of the drivers which i think is uh you know what's what's their plan for the people that they will you know cause to be unemployed yeah don't know yeah don't have to worry about sounds it. like a them problem yeah speaking of that generative ai learn to code <laughs> is, ne is next on the list yeah. um yeah i i really uh am not uh, have not been a fan of uh most uh things going on in ai yeah uh, um the the only thing that I have used chat GPT for was writing cover letters, which don't get read anyway, you know, cause your resume gets processed by a computer. So I was like, well, why not have the computer, you know, write the it. computer, write the thing Speaking, for itself. And it's, and it's, and it's so. like native tongue. Right. <laughs> um, you know, I haven't really found a good use for, I don't know. I'm not that interested, I guess in these like, uh, like AIs that are supposed to help you code, uh, because I simply don't trust that the computer actually knows what like is correct code or good code or whatever. Like, and also they're training all their data off of like, you know, open source repositories. So basically other people's freeware, which is the case with generative AI in general, I suppose it's all just, you know, scraping the internet. Yeah. It's just like rehashing uh, what's there. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I think it's, I think it's been massively overhyped. Um, yeah, yeah, and, and, yet, I, I and yet also we're already beginning to use it for some truly bad things, like uh, apparently using it to pick targets in Gaza. That's uh, yeah, screwed up. <laughs> yeah, UK government's like gonna roll I'm it sure out this for their 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 wonderful immigration uh, and public services auditing, which uh, you know, yeah, well, and, something and that's already bad they can make worse, and soon, um, you know. 
every customer service thing will be replaced by an AI chatbot. I mean, they were already replaced by chatbots that had some sort of, you know, ability, but now the now they'll just be slightly more able to not answer your question. You know, you'll be like, "Yes, I'd like to cancel." I'll just be like, "I understand you want to change your service. Would you like to upgrade or replace?" It's like, "No, I want to cancel." And it's like, "I understand you want to change your, you know, like Yeah. Anyway, the future is just going to get more and more frustrating as the media tells us that we're living in a amazing science fiction world. And it's like, I'm pretty sure everything sucks. And it's just the the shitification of everything. You know, the, the ultimate enterprise for capitalism is one that is able to produce pure profit with zero effort. And so. Whatever takes us in that direction is what will be pursued, you know? Yeah, regardless of, like, actual outcomes. Yeah. Um, speaking of sh- shitification, uh, Corey Doctorow submitted the next thing, which was remote attest- attestation tools. Now, when I read this, I thought he meant, like, DocuSign, and I was like, that seems okay. <laughs> but no, I guess this is... Um, this, this is, is sort of, of like inkjet printer verifying that you're not using third-party ink or an app verifying that you're not using an ad blocker. Um, and then he mentioned yeah, so there was like, a recent there's a recent story about locomotives uh in Poland that uh basically so there's this company in Poland that manufactures locomotives and then they bid on the contract to maintain the locomotives and lost the contract to a cheaper company uh and basically got their revenge by basically programming their locomotives so that when these locomotives went to uh, the GPS location of this other company's shops, they would basically yeah. pretend to break. Um, yeah, that's, yeah, I, uh, frankly, it's a problem that it's gotten too easy to put electronics like this that can do this sort of thing into Yeah, like that items. kind of thing it should used be, to be a lot more difficult. super illegal, like, yeah. because it's, it's, it's negligibly easy to do, it, there needs to be some sort of law around, like, just purposefully but it's, breaking something via software. Right. You know? But it, you know, it goes with the whole thing of like, you don't own anything where you're simply licensing it, you know? Like, yeah. I think it would, what is it that there's, um, I don't know. There's a service. Is it Sony? I think it's Sony that is losing the license to, uh, a bunch of stuff from, I think Warner brothers. And so even if you purchased seasons of TV shows from Warner brothers, you know, not just rented them, but purchased them and downloaded them. Like, they are getting deleted off your PlayStation because, you know, you didn't actually own them. You simply, you simply licensed them. And now Sony doesn't have the license, so you don't have the license. So yeah, this, this kind of stuff is just making everything uh, worse for everybody. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, talking to you on my uh, licensed microphone, typing into my licensed keyboard, you know, (laughs) someday soon it'll just be like a van will pull up and they'll just start grabbing your stuff. Because your credit score is like too low. They've repossessed all of your things. <laughs> or just like the company has changed ownership and they've decided that they don't, they no longer service this region. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you get an angry letter that's like, you must return your keyboard to us within 30 days or you will be fined. You know, we'll pursue <laughs> oh, you God. with criminal penalties kind of thing. Oh, I'm not looking forward to that future. Mm. I just, oh man, I really find myself becoming a, Quite, quite a Luddite. <laughs> do you want to move to Idaho, perhaps? <laughs> yeah, let's do a, let's mm. do a readout situation. Yeah. Um, 
Next on the list, next on the list is from Jason Kobler, investigative journalist and co-founder at 404 Media, which is 23 and Me. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. as Noah Smith mentioned, people are going to start, you know, genetically engineering their kids to have massive schlongs without considering the consequences. So, <laughs> you know, um, ergo, ipso facto, QED, you know, not to essentialize, but I'm correct. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think like the the thing is like they've basically created a huge database of genetic code that governments um and businesses yeah. can just use. You to, mean to tell uh, me they're not just abuses. sitting on that data? Huh? You mean to tell me they're not just sitting on that data? They're selling it to uh no, you know, um, gain more profit. And then also unfortunately uh you know, some hackers got a hold of it this week. Oh, so that's cool. just like, that's how evil this stuff is. I, I mean, I'm yeah. participating, so I probably, you know, there's someone out there with my genetic information, um, you know, good luck with it. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I don't think my genetics are anything to, to be fighting over. <laughs> uh, They're going to come to you and be like, <laughs> you want to clone me and bring more misery into this world for another person? Okay. Like, yeah. I don't know what you're going to do with it. You're, what are you going to build? Identified the world's most humble man genetically, and <laughs> you're, you're gonna, like, <laughs> <laughs> don't contact me. <laughs> the the thing is, like, what are they going to do? Like, make a virus custom suited to kill me? Yeah, fine. You know what I right. mean? I welcome. Unfortunately, I welcome or fortunately, <laughs> I welcome it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, um, yeah, that's. What what else we got on here? The concentration of power in big tech. Okay, so like this is see that's not a gift. That's a cop out. Yeah, that's a cop out. Meredith Whitaker, CEO of Signal. Oh, okay. Well, like I here I agree you with you, but like that's not you're off theme. You know, like come on. Yeah, like anyway. Uber Uber I would also argue not on because that's not a gift. I mean, you, you know? can get people like know. Uber gift card or something. I guess. Yeah, which is a, I mean, a ridiculous concept anyway. A gift card for Uber, dude. Like, if someone got, it's got just me called an Uber, money. So, 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 a friend did get me an Uber Eats gift card one time. Oh dear! And and, and I was like, when I was opening the my birthday card, you know, I saw the card and I just saw Uber and I was like, this fucker give me an no. Uber gift card. Okay. Yeah, but it was Uber Eats, which um. In my area, everyone's just like DoorDash, Uber Eats. It's all the same people, so whatever. Right. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. I, I, I used it to get some pizza or something, I guess. Um, DoorDash, Grubhub, things of that nature. Yeah. Man, um, everything's so expensive, though. I, I don't, I don't oh, use any yeah. of that stuff anymore because it's just too much money. Well, they, they, you know, they charge the, uh, the service fees and all that, but then they also just charge more for the food in general. So I don't, I know, have to say that know. like boycotting places like the, the whole, um, like, you know, Palestinian solidarity boycotts have been so easy for me. Cause like McDonald's, I'm not paying like $5 for a cheeseburger that used to be 50 cents when I was when I was in high school, like, <laughs> I'm sick of it. <laughs> like I'm sick of it. They're like, they're disgusting. No, yeah. You know what I mean? I said the truth. Right. They're bad. They're not they're, the, the proposition of McDonald's was like, yes, this is trash, but it's cheap and However, available and cheap, right. fast and quick and, you know, kind of reliable. And now it's, it's like no longer six, any of those seven things. dollars for a QPC, you know, it's like, it's just not, it's, it's not good. It, it's, uh, like nowadays they literally charge you like $5 for a large French fry and half the fries won't be cooked and they will mess up your order every single time. 
Guaranteed. Yeah. It's just yeah. bad. Yeah. So you anyway. know what? I'm Speaking over of things it. that are bad. Um, uh-huh. Shall we go? Instagram reveals the top trends that Gen Z will drive in 2024. I don't know. This makes <coughs> it sound like Instagram has gotten hold of precog technology. I don't know how they... <laughs> I don't know. Like, obviously, this is just some marketing dreck that they've made up. But um, yeah, I, like, I, I mean, yeah. Hmm. Key findings from the report include Gen Z are focusing on sustainable fashion goals in 2024. They're most likely to buy fewer new clothes, repeat outfits and shop locally. I wonder if that could be because everything is so damned expensive. <laughs> But also, but also, we know about the consequences of buying cheap things from like Shein and H and M and all that at the same time too. Um, fashion and beauty are going to be all about individuality. With nearly one third of Gen Z saying they are looking to get more creative with how they dress. That's a weird thing. Like, how did what? Would you say that you're looking to get more creative with how you dress? Yes or no? Please check no. the box. <laughs> who says? Who says no to that? No, I don't yeah. want to get creative. Like. <laughs> I mean, most here's young a, people probably be like, yeah, sure. <laughs> here's another good one. Shaved eyebrows are out. Okay. Um, fragrance <laughs> creators are on the rise. Okay. Because uh, things are so bad, it stinks. Yeah. Gen Z is yeah. all about prioritizing meaningful connections in 2024 with the generation planning to use social media to keep up with their friends and family. As, who, isn't that what most people use social media for? Who wouldn't say that? When asked how they use their Instagram to get closer to someone, the top ways were liking someone's story, sending reels or memes and DMs, and liking a post on their feed, otherwise known as the three big things you can do on Instagram. <laughs> when we asked how use people Instagram use the Instagram app, they responded by... Posting photos and videos. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Gen Z is as single as ever, with 63% of respondents stating their relationship status as such. That doesn't necessarily mean that Gen Z is single. That means that the cohort that took your your survey is single. All the nerds on Instagram. <laughs> they may not be trying to change that anytime soon. With their top relationship priority for 2024 being strengthening my current relationship. This is like a this is like an undergrad made a a, a very poorly thought out survey and sent it out to their class. Um after meeting someone new, 28% of Gen Z's make the first move by exchanging Instagram handles as opposed to exchanging phone numbers. That's just the photographers. I got to be honest with you. That's just the photographers. Um, here's the top five icks. Are you ready? Number one, oh chewing with their mouth open. Number two, bad sense of humor or taste in memes. Uh, number three, dirty fingernails. Number four, uses baby voice. Oh God! Like, what's the context of? Because I use baby voice with my dog; she loves it. <laughs> you know, number five follows their ex on Instagram. So Gen Z is all about uh, burning bridges, I guess. <laughs> Here we go. The top ways Gen Z flirt with their crush on Instagram include liking someone's story. <laughs> oh shit! Oh no! Oh no! I've been out anyway. here liking people's stories. Have they been getting the wrong idea? Next year is going to be defined as Gen Z's growth era, with many honing in on self-improvement and development. This is so vapid. This is just vacuous nonsense. I'm getting so mad, I don't know that I want to read this anymore. In 2024, Gen Z will take action on the issues most important to them through, quote, educating yourself slash others, unquote, quote, voting, unquote, and, quote, using social media to spread awareness. I want to see the survey that they sent, because this is just... This, this is nonsense. Gen Z, Gen Z are interested in trying foods and ingredients. 
<laughs> wow. Trying, trying foods and ingredients. <laughs> I love what? to try foods and ingredients, dude. Now, wait a minute. <laughs> Seriously, we have a whole segment in the show. Let's change gas station combustibles to order from trying trending food Gen and Z knows what it means to be members of a fan army with 75% belonging to fandoms. Top fandoms globally are related to number one, TV shows, anime, number two, musicians, number three, video games, a.k.a. popular culture. <laughs> The majority, this is interesting, the majority of Gen Z's report that they have sent a DM to a celebrity on Instagram, expressing that sending that DM is the best way for them to show their support and appreciation. I mean, sure, but also, what? No, I don't, uh, this is, I, anyway, this is nonsense. <laughs> In 2024, also, why Gen Z- we, I, I love that Gen Z is getting treated like millennials did now, where firstly, they're being treated as a big monolithic group, but also like. Gen Zers are in their mid twenties now, you know. Like, (laughs) (laughs) we're not really keeping up, you know. Anyway, this is incredible. Trend talk. Speaking of trends, I don't know if you've seen this. I'm hoping you haven't. Um, Aaron, can you click Um, on the article? I need your take on Pantone's color of the year. Oh, I I actually haven't seen it. Um, I I look forward to this every year. Mm -hmm. Um, what is it? It's peach fuzz. Peach fuzz. That, now, you know... Um, it's, it's worth noting. So some people think that... Some people mistakenly believe that Pantone picks the color of the year based on what color was most popular the previous year. And that's not correct. Pantone picks the color for the next year based purely on, like, vibes and what like they want they, to promote. They're, they're telling us this will be... Yeah, they're saying we the color of say that this will be the color of next year. And all it is is, like, a promotional thing. It's basically, like, to have, like, a limited edition color thing. But, um, yeah, peach fuzz, which I would describe as looking pinkish-orange. Oh, indeed. Pentone describes the orange-pink hue as gentle, warm, and cozy, subtly sensual, okay, and heartfelt. Peach fuzz, a, quote, velvety peach tone, is meant to, quote, represent our desire to nurture ourselves and others, and, quote, whose all-embracing spirit enriches mind, body, and soul. Um, When asked how Pantone interacted with fans, they liked stories, uh, (laughs) sent DMs. (laughs) This is, uh, I love marketing copy, because it's all just the same, you know? Listen to this. Color is our most important, powerful communication tool. It is the first thing we see and the first thing we connect to. It is a visual language we all understand. One whose message crosses genders, generations, and geographies. Wow, the triple I there. I don't think that's correct. I don't think. <laughs> I don't, I don't think, that's think uh, there's actually colorblindness exists. I don't know if you know oh, about and that. blindness in general and, and blindness, plenty of other uh, things. Uh, but you know, Pantone. I mean, their whole thing is that they have a proprietary color system. So you know that that's it's it's, it's in their interest. This is a fine color. This is like sort of a darker flesh tone kind of color. It's not. Uh-huh. Um, it's not like no, overly saturated. You can't saturated. say that anymore because of woke, but yes. Oh, that's yeah, that's true. Wow, mm-hmm. I'm I'm yeah. I'm taking myself yeah. out in a kingly manner. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, if you're interested in this color, you can pay Pantone probably several thousands of dollars to get hold of it. So you know, I you know, as, it coordinates I hate with to, a deep green or a steely green. I hate to hand it to them, but they are forecasting a correct trend, which is that um southwest sort of things are coming back in style mm-hmm. so we're gonna see the emergence of a color scheme with like this and turquoise 
Um, Some commentary found the peach to be reminiscent gray. of an overplayed vintage shoe. This color, quote, reminds me of every yeah. 90s home color decor of choice, one Instagram comment read. Uh, yes, that's correct and also based. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's where that's things are headed. So, yeah. <laughs> we are, critical we support. Are, if nothing, oh, no, wait, if, not critical. No, 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 critical, no. It is critical support uh, for uh, Pantone. <laughs> I have lots of complaints, but this one's fine. <laughs> I guess. Bruh. <laughs> Knowledge. No. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm gonna. I'm sorry. I'm just gonna go buy a can of this paint and uh, just repaint my whole room this color. So. I have no idea what I'm doing. I was not prepared for this. I'm trying and I'm learning. Thank you for your patience. There's so many mistakes I have already made, but I'm working to be better day by day. And I think I'm gonna make it, but for now I'll say I have no idea what I'm doing I have no idea what I'm doing